This is the Mixtape Queens. Welcome to another fire episode of the Mixtape Queens podcast, where we bring you the hottest and most talented artists in the music industry. And today's artist is Emily Rona, an emo musician from New England who specializes in writing songs about sex and depression, and she is fire, y'all. Fire. Welcome, Queen. Thanks, guys. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, we're happy too. We're excited. And we're just so impressed because we got to meet you on the Starland show, which is like a Twitch show where they review your music. And it, it was just so cool. It was such a fun experience. And we got to meet you and like several other people. So we are just thrilled and very grateful for you joining us today. Thank you. I have to be honest, I have still not watched that Starland episode. Um, I agreed to do it and then I had to do this meeting and then I kept telling myself I was going to watch it and then I never did. But I was so excited because I saw that you guys had commented on something on my Instagram from seeing my song on the show. So like regardless of how the review went, I don't even care. I'm just stoked that it like brought me to this podcast and introduced me to you guys so they could have shat on my song it's fine uh you gotta watch it i think they put it on youtube or they said they would but yeah your song was definitely a hit and you know we all went crazy for it and there was like tons of people you know commenting and they're giving really like constructive criticism but they had you know all the best things to say about your song oh that's so sweet i'll definitely check it out yeah for sure yeah so Okay, well, we're excited to get to know more about you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started doing music? Yeah, uh, I'm from Boston, Massachusetts originally. Uh, I live in Nashville now. I've been living here for about four years. And I grew up in a very musical household. My dad worked in audio engineering and my mom was a pet groomer, but she was always in like church choirs and did theater on the side and was very creative herself. Um, so I lucked out really because when I started like expressing myself in that way, my parents, they embraced it a lot and they just like put microphones in front of me. They signed me up for shit. Um, so I never felt like doing something creative was going to ruin my life. Um, I was very lucky to have support in that way, even though here I am you know, years later. And financially, it's definitely a struggle, but um, I was lucky enough to be fostered with the idea that at least I could believe in myself. And then following, you know, that childhood passion finding, uh, I joined a punk band or I started a punk band um, in my late teens, early 20s that was called Tidicus Finch. It's Cardinals now. We had a name change. So if you're curious about what pop punk Emily sounds like, uh, you can you can look up Cardinals on Spotify or Apple Music or YouTube, wherever you stream it. Um, and it was so pop punk. It was super pop punk. It was very fun. Um, but being in a band is also really, really hard. And there were moments where it was beautiful, but there were also moments where it was you know, me feeling like I was married to four different men at the same time. Um, and we started to not agree on everything. And instead of handling it in 
you know, like I wasn't fully an adult yet. Like I didn't handle anything in an adult way. Uh, so when I got overwhelmed by being banned, I was like, fuck this. I'm just gonna, you know, literally leave the state. I'm gonna run away from the state. And uh, I'm just gonna write songs for other people. I don't want to be an artist anymore. Um, I also deal with a lot of mental health stuff. I have depression and anxiety. Um, and that wasn't feeding well into my music life at all. I just felt like all of my self-worth was based on how successful I was. And, you know, honestly, back then it like really wasn't that much. So of course I like felt like shit all the time. I couldn't separate it. And I had this like really dumb idea that just being a songwriter behind the scenes would fix my mental health problems because at least people wouldn't be like looking at me all the time. Uh, being a songwriter is just as difficult of a career path. Don't let anybody tell you that. It's, it's not easy. Um, so I moved to Nashville just to write songs, which ended up being really ironic because when I first came to Nashville, um, pop was just starting to be a thing. Like I had moved here because I was um, assured by people who were already here that like other genres were alive and well, there was hip hop, there was R&B, there is pop, there is alternative, even though Nashville itself is very much known for country. I was like, maybe I'll move here and just like start writing country songs, which is like not my brand. It's not my DNA. I'm a Yankee from New England. Like I cannot sing about a pickup truck, honestly. Um, so I got into the writing game. Uh, luckily, Nashville is, despite other things that are very, very, very politically wrong with it, it is a very welcoming city in terms of the music side of things like compared to LA or New York, Nashville is smaller and a lot of people have moved here at the same time. And there seems to be a very big energy for collaboration and people like actually want to do that and meet each other, which is great. So I was able to sort of swoop in to the music culture kind of seamlessly. And I wrote for other people for like a year and a half. I did that for a year and a half. I moved here in 2019. Um, and I loved it. It was great. I just got to write songs all the time. Um, I had another, which I still have. I have a side gig that's still like music related. So I was just was like, I'm doing music all day, every day in different forms of it. This is great. This is fine. And then the pandemic happened. And uh, I was in lockdown. I was still doing sessions over Zoom, which I think saved my life because I was still able to express myself creatively um but then it kind of hit me that I was starting to write all these songs that were kind of dirty and raunchy and like not anything that anyone in Nashville was gonna want um but I loved them anyway and I was just like you know I have really missed this side of myself like this very personal form of self-expression because I had like dabbled with it a little bit in my punk band too like I'd written this song called sloppy seconds that was like really raunchy or whatever um also not very feminist I was 18 I do regret that a lot um but anyway present day uh I had nothing better to do so I decided to say fuck it in 2020 and start recording the songs myself that I really liked that no one else wanted to cut. Um, and that turned into my first CP, which was Sex and Depression. 
that came out at the end of 2021. A month ago, I came out with Sex and Depression Part 2, um, which is just as raunchy, just as sad. And now here I am just doing the whole, I'm going to be a New England Yankee flipping off the conservative South. And I think it's working because I love that you guys like me, but I get some negative reviews on YouTube. Which thankfully I feel like I've been doing this long enough where I have thick enough skin where I'm starting to think it's funny. But yeah, the haters are coming out. It's interesting. Oh, wow. Quinn, I love you. Can I just say that first of all? Because we both love you and we already decided that the first time we heard batshit on Twitch and then now after seeing all of your songs, it's very apparent that we're kind of like Soul Tribe and it's hard to describe your style, especially from your recent stuff that we saw, because it is so different. Like, it definitely sounds, you know, like it'll take Nashville by storm, you know, definitely stirring up some feathers or whatever they call it down there. Uh, <laughs> ruffling the feathers, yeah. <laughs> really ruffling. Yeah, I mean, to me, it sounds like you're living the dream and and... You know, I know it, it must not ever be easy, especially, you know, you came from Boston, you're in Nashville, like you literally are doing that shit. And it's, it's impressive. And it's, I mean, I mean, it's pretty special. If you have haters, if you don't have any haters, let's put it that way. If you don't have any haters, you're doing something wrong. And, you know, to be able to reach people and reach those fans, you have to be authentic and put yourself out there especially as an artist like yourself you're a true artist like if you can write songs in any genre it's kind of how an actor might play in movies right like a songwriter is a different type of art than just like performing or you know doing your own style of music I think that's uh, you're kind of like a musical genius or something that's true that's really sweet of you thank you I completely agree with her on that because it's really hard to find uniqueness that stands out above uniqueness. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> there are a lot of people that are quirky in this world, but they don't necessarily have the tools to make it work. Or the guts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I like that you're very into your um, freedom of sexuality. Like you can really morph your songs like i was feeling all of <laughs> i'm like you know yeah. it's very rare for us to find an artist that we really like pretty much every song that we hear it's very rare very very rare but your music like we dance to all of them yeah that is so touching thank you you're welcome i'm trying to describe like for people who are listening and haven't yet heard emily rona um you you kind of give me like a a cross between Paramore and like Nicki Minaj or Meg The Stallion style because yeah like you said it really is sexual and it is like also good music like it's mm -hmm. got some great band behind you I can see why your band didn't work out because you're not in a band type of person you're the leader of the band yeah for sure. 100%. Well, your star quality is just outshines anything that's like band-wise for me or for us. And like when we were listening to Breathe, 
I was like, that to me sounds like raw, authentic Emily Rona. And I don't even know you. But I felt, somehow we felt more of your spirit in that. We felt more of your soul in that. Like that was you telling a raw, honest part of something you probably went through or have gone through. Um, and we really love authenticity. So, you know, we see that, we recognize that in you. So that's pretty cool. It's funny that you mentioned that song specifically, because that is the one song that I have on my solo project that I actually recycled from my band days. Breathe originally came out in like 2018 as part of my band Cardinals. Um, but I felt the same way about it. It was the first song I had actually written about my depression because before I was just like, I'm just going to write a lot of funny songs about sex, which I still do. Um, but it it felt honest to me too. And I was like, I think I want to keep this part of the past with me and just see where it can go moving forward. So I also, that song also means a lot to me too. It was co-written with my old guitar player, CJ Barella. He's great. The time change was his idea. Social media game changers. Are you ready to take your brand to the next level? It's time to step up your game with the Mixtape Queens. We specialize in all things social media, from graphic design, music, photography, and videos. We got everything you need. Whether you're a business looking to boost your brand, an influencer looking to expand your following, or wanting to just get yourself heard, the Mixtape Queens got you. Want to contact us? Go to our website at mixtapequeens.com. That's pretty freaking fire to me. I love that. So what's your creative process like? Are you right? Are you just writing these or do you just go in the studio and freestyle them? Because I think you would be killing it if you were freestyling. Oh, I've tried to freestyle. I am not as good at it as I wish I was. Um, every song is a little bit different. I'm usually a melody first person, um, but lately that hasn't been happening all the time. Um, I work with a lot of producers so what will sometimes happen is I'll get a track sent to me first like that will be meant for me and I'll start riffing over it and then maybe pull in the producer maybe have someone else um, and then we'll finish it together um, usually what happens in those situations when I'm writing with other people or if I'm writing with the producer the lyrics usually turn out to be mostly me um because they kind of have to be to feel not that they have to be but for me to feel like I'm really telling my own story like I think I really have to dictate exactly how I'm saying things um but everything else music melody it's such a collaboration um sometimes it'll just be me and one other person writing a song just to write a song and it'll be on a keyboard or an acoustic guitar and like I won't even know that it's my song until we're done with it I'm like oh shit like this is actually exactly what I need right now I'm gonna take this cool thanks <laughs> this is <laughs> you know uh you're gonna get your 50 percent though don't worry and then I'll bring it to a producer um and I have I'm the most annoying artist when it comes to me working with producers thank god that we're all friends and they like me because i'll bring them the song i'll be like this is this is the bones like this is the lyric this is the melody this is these are the chords um but i have synesthesia which means when i listen to music i associate certain colors to the music 
Um, so each one of my songs has its own corresponding color. So sometimes I'll just go to my producer and be like, the song is green. That's all I can give you. <laughs> I can explain. Um, and they'll do it. They'll like be like, oh, God damn it, Emily. And then, but then they'll do it. They'll like make it sound green. I cannot explain how that works, but it does. Um, and I'll also be involved in that process too sometimes. Like if, if there's something I don't like, I'll definitely be like, absolutely not. But I do really love my creative team that I work with. Um, it's not the same people every time, but I do think it's really important to have a lot of trust in your team and also acknowledge that like they have strengths that I don't have and they're going to come up with some amazing shit and we're just going to make everything stronger together. Wow, that is so cool. So I'm curious, what color song is batshit? Because we each kind of guessed, but we're curious. It's very, it's pink. Oh, shit. I was right. Yeah, Amanda was yeah because I was guessing green or, like, black or... But, yeah, pink. <laughs> Obviously, you had the pink hatchet. The empty frame was creative. I like that a lot. There is a tell. If you look at the promo for each of my singles, they're all a different color. So that's actually the color that... Whoa. Ah. Little Easter egg. Whoa. I like that. I want to start giving our songs colors. That's so cool. You just gave me an idea. I love it. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So, so, okay. So I'm curious, with your experience in the music industry as being in a band and coming from, you know, kind of a musical family and childhood and all the way until your current state of your career where you are really starting to spread your wings like a butterfly. What are some of the main issues that you face? I think the biggest issue that I'm facing right now, which I think a lot of independent artists feel, is just the fact that I'm constantly competing against label money. Um, so I can believe in what I do and I can have other people believe in what I do, but when it comes down to it, my budget is not the same as people that are signed to these major labels. So there's just a lot of competition, a lot of saturation. There is so much good music out there in the world today, so much of it. Um, but it's kind of hard to stand out above anything nowadays. Um, so it's a double-edged sword. It's like there's so much shit going on that I'm so excited about. But then it's also like, well, how do I get anyone to even notice me? Like I'm making this shit that I really like, but... I just don't have the same rules as these people that have like bigger budgets behind them have. So that part has been a struggle. It does make you get creative though. Um, and it also makes you kind of reevaluate like why you're doing this in the first place. Like, who are you doing this for? If the label's not going to care, are you going to do it anyway? Yes. Um, yeah. And just figuring out, you know, the most authentic parts of it and just exasperating that as much as possible so you don't burn out too like if I didn't enjoy this at all this would suck this would be a terrible idea I <laughs> there would be no point um <laughs> yeah I hope I hope that answers that question yeah that yeah that definitely answers it uh you know I I think you're doing great like as you say you don't have a record label budget and this and that. Well, 
I mean, you're doing great. I think you have some really good quality videos and even like for example one of the videos I saw you were kind of just like in your room on your bed and it kind of looped to like you laying there you kind of like um smoking or just chilling I think it was lonely yeah lately yeah, yeah. it was lately. lately lately oh yeah 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 lately. I know you said lonely in the song yeah so like for example on that video like that's not a huge budget that's probably on your phone you might have even edited it yourself or you know, just kind of looped a, a few scenes together. That's the type of artistry that I can appreciate nowadays because I, I think we can shove it to those big labels as independent artists because of the creativity aspect. Like you just being you is is more powerful than a bunch of money coming in and and, you know, putting ad space. You know what I mean? You are you are the niche and you are the CEO of your own company. You are your enterprise and you are, you know, the the boss of your corporation, pretty much. Boss so, of your own dream. Yeah, so I love that. And I love the current state of the music industry because it used to be, right, if you weren't signed to a label, good luck. Like you're yeah. going to end up selling burned CDs out of the trunk of your car or, mm-hmm. you know, um, and even like 10 years ago and um, a little bit before that when people started pirating music a lot like doing uh, torrents and stuff like that and the music industry took a big tumble but right now it's definitely back I know that it's back because we're seeing artists from all over the world who are winning as independent artists mm-hmm. yeah so it's really exciting time yeah I think you're doing wonderful. I'm curious to find out, are you interested in being signed? Like, what are some of your goals for the future of your music career? I go back and forth with the whole being signed thing a lot. Because um, I'd be lying if I said that I didn't want that. I feel like that's every artist's dream is to be like, I got the record deal. I made it. I did the thing that I'm supposed to do. Um, and the upside of signing with the label is that I would have so much more financial means to do everything that I want to do and like reach the people that I want to reach um because that's the frustrating part of it too right where I feel like there are people that would definitely connect with me but they just can't find me right now I feel like having a label potentially would help with that um but the other side of that coin is I hear this from a lot of artists who were signed with labels and are now very happily independent um where when you are signed to a label a lot of your creative control goes out the window. Um, so there's the possibility, like, maybe I'd be more financially s- secure. Um, maybe, like, I'd get a little famous, but would I still, like, be Emily Rana? Like, I don't know. I might not have that power anymore. And for me, I don't know if that... The the longer I do this and the more I make music, the less worth that that feels. So if I were to sign with the label, they would have to be... 100% down with me like I, I'm developed like I'm not looking for an artist development deal I don't need someone to like create my brand or change me in any way they would just have to be like this is cool I understand it now I'll capitalize on it but until I find some or until I meet someone that's like willing to do that with me I think being independent for me is 
the smarter move going forward. A manager would be nice, though. I could use just another person to help me like manage my life. That's that's the next step. Finding finding that guy or girl or anybody, whoever, anybody listening, <laughs> yes. anybody out there. Yes, somebody's there. And I I have to agree with you. I'm a hundred percent on the idea of independent artists winning and doing whatever it takes to get yourself there organically, as they say nowadays. Um, you know, it's hard enough just living day to day in the normal world, but trying to make a living out of art is very, very difficult. And it can sometimes put a lot of stress on us, right? To be able to be creative and still have that management organizational skills. And today is all about social media. So it's like a full-time job just to do social media and to get yourself out there to to comment on the fans and get to know your fans and build your circle. And, you know, it's like a full-time job, right? Yes. Yeah. I feel like, because my other job is also a full-time job, I just basically have two jobs and that's all that I do. All the time. I don't have much of a life outside of this. Which, thankfully, I like it enough where that doesn't really seem to be a problem. But, like, I don't look enticing on a dating app. I'm just constantly working. Well, you pretty much just answered our question about what else you do besides music. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much you said that's all you do. (laughs) I mean, I'm really into, I've gotten very into, um, like, self-care, I guess, recently. And... You know, I I do do things to make sure that my mental health stays as even as it possibly can. Um, I took up kickboxing like a year ago. I have a lot of access adrenaline. So like that's something that I do. Um, I do manage to see friends, which is very lovely. But yeah, that's that is my life. Uh, Friends, punching shit and music. Yeah, yes. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. Kicking ass and making music. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's some Nashville shit right there. Breaking bones and writing a tongue. <laughs> it is. It really is. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely see you like throwing axes and just whooping people's ass and, and then hitting the studio. <laughs> right after. <laughs> Immediately right after. Yeah, that's awesome. I write a song about this. Yes, I love that. So um, let's see. You kind of answered a lot of our questions by, you know, just explaining yourself. But let me see. Oh, okay. Um, Can you tell us about any new projects or collaborations? Yes. Um, I actually recently finished recording my next EP, which is more like a mini album I guess it's kind of a concept record it's going to be five songs but with two interludes and the whole thing is going to tell a story so that's currently being mixed right now um and I'm really excited about that I have nothing else to share um but that is in the works so it'll be coming soon I've started writing the side B to that EP with Nick Wheeler of the All-American Rejects who was my childhood crush when I was 12 so the fact that I get to be in a room with him now is fucking amazing and he's the sweetest warmest guy and writing pop punk songs with him has been a dream so like that will be the thing that comes out after this next EP so lots is cooking and I'm excited about it it'll be a good time 
Whoa. Congratulations, Queen. Look at you doing the damn thing. Shit, girl. Wow. So you pretty much are doing it. I mean, you said you are, you know, doing more self-care routines now and and working on your mental health. I think that is beautiful. I'm I'm just so happy that you get to share that with the world and you know an, another album even an EP or you know just writing one song is like hours and hours of work it takes so much work and discipline and time so yeah you are doing it queen we love it thanks yes yes so after hearing so much of your inspiration already you know we can't get enough um, so here at the Mixtape Queens, we use this platform, of course, to just share some advice to help artists and brands, you know, when they're going through hard times, you know, there are people who are listening, need some advice on how to stay focused and motivated to be authentically themselves and perfect their craft. Do you have any advice for them? Mm. I've actually had to think about this a lot for myself recently. I feel like it sounds kind of cheesy, but I would say to find what your joy is in it and like really think about what your purpose is. It could be something, it needs to be something that no one can take away from you because there's a lot of comparison in, in this industry. There's a lot of like, oh, they got this gig and I didn't, oh, their song is better than mine. But um, finding who you are authentically as an artist will just give you so much protection. Um, it'll make what you make precious, even if you get the worst criticism on it. And it will also remind you that you do have a place in the industry because you are doing something that someone else can't do. Like there's something specific about you that nobody else can touch. And that's true for every artist. And it's like, we all just capitalized on that. Like, we would have like a beautiful fucking rainbow of music, which I think we're like getting more into now. Um, yeah, I would say like finding your why and reminding yourself of what that is constantly. I love that. That's so beautiful. Yes, Queen. Yes. Thank you so much for the inspiration. I hear you. It's right on track with, you know, what, we talk about every single day when we are dealing with artists from all over around the world. There's days that we face and and it's harder. And then once you're able to find that joy inside of it and you stop doing it for other people's gratification, mm. you know, and you stop doing it for what you think other people will think of you and you just find that spark inside yourself, it's going to help you like just be you just be you yeah and do you it's that yeah yeah facts we couldn't even come up with anything else to say after that I'm like, <laughs> yeah like mic drop moment you know right i'm like yeah for real stop your shit but yeah that's absolutely true i just i'm so blessed like i feel very blessed to be able to talk to different artists such as yourself and you know, other artists that we've also had on, you guys are very special. And like she said, you guys are like a part of our tribe. It's deeper than spirit is what I call it. 
because when you feel other people's souls through their music, it's a whole nother thing. If you can feel that in your spirit and you're trying to boost these artists that don't necessarily have a voice or a platform to be on, that's amazing. And we really appreciate your authenticity and you being yourself and you saying, you know what, this might make a lot of people uncomfortable, but it is helping me because it's not about anybody else. It's about me. How I feel about my song, that's on me. That's the weird catch 22 of it, right? Like the more you stop doing it for other people, the more you actually are doing it for other people, but in like a really positive way. Like the more like someone is authentic to themselves, like the more that helps somebody else. It's very weird, but I love that part of it. It is. It's super trippy how much music really is medicine. Mm -hmm. And it's the cure. I think it's the cure to like any form of emotion that you might be going through whether it's depression sadness anger music is the cure because a song can really change your mood it can affect the way that you think it can affect the way that you act so you know I appreciate you giving a voice for people who aren't looking for the super super bubblegum pop sound and you're kind of giving it more of a, that raunchy side, like you said, that, that real. it gives it the real, though. You know, because behind closed doors, a lot of people is doing some freaky <laughs> shit while they're both. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> a million percent. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Yeah, well, I appreciate that so much. Thank you. Of course, of course. So go ahead and tell the fans and supporters that are listening how they can find you. For sure. You can find me, Emily Rana, E-M-I-O-Y-R-O-N-N-A, anywhere, because my last name is technically made up, which makes it really easy for you people using search engines. Uh, it's Emily Rana on Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Deezer, um, on all social media platforms to accept for Instagram, it is underscore then Emily Rana because a bot stole my name. And I don't know how to get it back from them. So underscore Emily Rana on Instagram, just Emily Rana everywhere else. And EmilyRana.com if you would like some merch or are interested in upcoming shows, you can go there. You heard our girl. Go follow her at Emily Rana everywhere. Definitely everyone, everyone right now, go and stream Emily Rana. It's R-O-N-N-A on Apple Music, Spotify, and definitely check her out on YouTube. You will not be disappointed. Yes, she is wild. She is sexy. She is batshit. She's a cowgirl. And she's going to rock your world. So go check her out. Thank you so much for coming on, Queen, and sharing your energy and sharing your positivity and your influence. And I know that somebody out there is going to listen to this episode and they're going to feel you, they're going to hear you, and they're going to appreciate that advice that you gave. And we can't wait to see what else you do and who you become because we know it's definitely big boss energy, batshit boss energy. Well, I'm so appreciative that you guys have this platform for artists like me who are just trying to 
tell the world a little bit about us and this has just been so fun and warm and welcoming and like y'all's energy is amazing and i'm just really glad that we got to have this conversation i'm still oh thank you queen and saying love you queen talk to you soon love you bye-bye Bye. 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 Bye